Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you to join DJ and PK November 15th at Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. In fact, not far from where we are right now. We're at Jimmy's Flowers, their new location in Bountiful, 470 South Main Street, Come by and see us. Grab a free rose while they're, they're open until 6 o'clock. You can also enter to win a, a free Christmas tree. They just want to get the word out. They want you to come in, check out the store, and, of course, uh, their flowers cannot be beat. Yeah, if you check out the store, you'll become a customer. Well, it worked on you and I, and this was yes. years ago, and they've yeah. been taking care of us uh, ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only flowers, and uh, of course, but they have great gifts, and it's a, it's just a beautiful store. And we've known Mike and his family and the, the crew uh, for years, and they've always, always, always taken such great care of Zone listeners. And we're glad uh, they'll not only continue in Ogden and their store in Layton, but now right here in Bountiful. Indeed. All right, Gordo, you have a column. It is up, sltrib.com. Talking a little BYU football headlined, there is change in the wind for BYU football. Yep, that's exactly right. And uh, the uh, there are three elements to the column, essentially, that are changing at BYU. The first is the offense. There is a renewed emphasis on the passing attack. And uh, let me give you this quote from... Aaron Roderick, who happens to be the passing coordinator and uh, BYU's quarterbacks coach, he said, all of us share a common chip on our shoulders. We want BYU to be known as a place where we throw the football, where we take care of the ball, but we open it up. We're being more aggressive to push the ball down the field. And Kalani has, uh, has essentially signed off on this. That's what he wants as well. What do you make of that? Jeff Grimes, when he first came in, remember, he, he wanted that power power football, that power offense, and uh, he is now evolving toward opening the thing up. And I think BYU fans are going to like it, especially when you see three young quarterbacks. It, it, it seems like the Cougars are at a point now where any one of them could play, and it would you'd kind of get a similar result. So – while commenting on that, can I hearken back to a previous Gordon Monson column? Sure. So your your column last week actually about uh, Weber State really got me thinking. Mm-hmm. And you had was it a quote that you used in there that was talking about how uh, the, you can throw the ball for can, five or six hundred yards and still go six and six. That was a quote uh, from uh, uh, Jay Hill up there at Weber State. Uh, and that's true unless you're unless you bring the other components along with it. But but my I guess the point was and and I can't remember if this was in the same quote but that people there's when there's so much on the line D1 coaches have a tendency to just go conservative. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing about FCS football is they cut loose because they don't feel the the pressure. Does right. that make sense? Is it, for lack of a better word, they don't feel that pressure. Uh, if you're making 
half a million dollars a year. You want to keep that job, I'm guessing, right? And it's probably going to affect the way that you coach. And I, I thought that was a really interesting part of, of your column about Weber State. And then you apply that to BYU. And when did they start evolving this aggression, Gordon? It's when the chips were down. It's when there was really nothing to lose. And they, Maybe, they but, ought to get out there and, and cut it loose. But I think they also have new coaches in place. And BYU is a unique place from that standpoint. I mean, their their football legacy is built on the forward pass, right? And so there there might be a little different emphasis there than some places. I mean, and I wrote this that the Cougars don't want to get drunk on a forward pass. It's not like they we're going to throw it no matter what. They want to play defense and they want to you know call smart plays as well. Um, but they they don't want to freeze up when uh, there's a situation uh, where they can move the ball forward without uh, without double clutching about about oh what if what if we turn the ball over okay i i think that's all i i don't necessarily disagree with that but i don't like the legacy argument that because you, your legacy was built on the forward pass, that, well, that means you're married to No, and, and I don't think BYU has been married that because they, they went away from it for a while. But it's like anything else in this life. If you do it and you do it well, it's different than doing it and not doing it well. Yeah, but what does the legacy have to do with any of that? I mean, why isn't Nebraska running the triple option? Uh, I'm just telling you the fans down there like it. They like well, wide open football. They like wins is what they like. Now, if you've got the personnel where you can go sling it and you've got three quarterbacks, remarkably, that can do that, well, then, yeah, throw the ball all day long. Yeah, Zach Wilson, but, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, doesn't really seem to matter who is starting. <laughs> you get similar results. And so, and the thing is that those guys are all young. They are all young, which means, well, we talked about this the other day, somebody's going to end up uh, transferring. Hey, really quick, we've got uh, some breaking news. The full list of the college football playoff top 25 has been released. Gordon, should we go up from one? Sure. Uh, and we can get back to the discussion. I don't mean to interrupt the discussion of your column. We can get back to that here in a, in a little bit because I thought it was good. But here's your, uh, your playoff rankings. Number one, LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Uh, number three, Clemson. Number four, Georgia. Yep which is ludicrous, but we can get to complaining about that here in a second. Uh, Alabama is five. Oregon is six. Utah is seven. Minnesota, eight. Penn State, nine. Oklahoma, ten. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that maybe Minnesota should have passed the Utes. They are undefeated. You can make that argument, and I, I wouldn't get too bent out of shape if that were the case. However, Minnesota is absolutely going to lose before the season's over, so... You know, it's 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 cute that they're eight and all, but that's <laughs> uh, they're going to lose certainly to Ohio State, and they have another couple of tough teams left as well. So. I, I don't think the Utes are going to get into the playoff, but obviously they're going to have to beat Oregon in that championship game to give themselves a chance. And uh, if they don't get into the playoff, then obviously the booby prize is the Rose Bowl, and so that is no booby prize at all. This The Utes, if they take care of their business, and I, I think they're good enough to win out. I really do. They're going to win their regular season games. Everyone 
people talk about UCLA being a threat and all that. The, the Utes are just better than the Bruins, and they're playing on their home field. So unless they, they just don't show up, I think they'll win that game, and then the other games are going to beat Colorado, and they're going to beat Arizona. And so that sets up the game against Oregon and Santa Clara. And I think the Utes are, are just as good, if not better, than the, the Ducks. I And maybe some people would say, oh, it's because you cover that team, and, and it's not. I've observed the Utes. I see that defense, and I could see that defense being extremely disruptive to what the Ducks want to get done at the other end. I think that Alabama has a better argument at number four than Georgia. Why is Georgia number four? They lost to South Carolina. South Carolina is terrible. What are they doing? I, all What's right. South Carolina's record? Uh, hang on. Let me, I, I can double check. Uh, but aren't I, they, I mean, they just they're, give, they're about 500, aren't they? They just give the benefit of the doubt so much to the SEC that it is a, a little bit maddening. Why but do, that's true for Alabama, too. They just lost. That's why I'm saying, but Alabama has a better argument over it than, than Georgia Well, yeah, does. they got beat by and Frankly, I, why not put Oregon in there? Oregon has one loss to a SEC team. That's right. And they don't. Get, and that's working against them. Right. So shouldn't that, I mean, if the SEC gets all this respect, shouldn't that actually be working for them? Not when you have a couple other teams from the SEC that are ahead of Utah. Because Georgia. they're better than Auburn. Georgia, it comes in at number four. At least Alabama lost to the best team in the country. Uh, let's these see. are the these are these are the vagaries of basing this whole thing on opinion, which South, is just flat stupid. South Carolina is four and six overall. Yeah, and three and four in league. Yeah, yeah, they're getting something of a pass there. And, and this uh, this gets back to what you've talked about. Uh, you know, you you leave it in the hands of human beings, and they're gonna you know not be perfect and not everybody can, you know, disagree. But I just get so sick, Jake. I get sick of the argument. Remember back when computers were involved, don't think. And I, I don't know. The committee uses whatever formula they want to use for this. But it is still based on human judgment. That is fallible. It, why not take the conference champions? They've earned it. Take them and f- let them face each other. This way, someone's going to get left out. Maybe a couple conferences will get left out. But in, is this maybe the case where not everybody in the conversation deserves it? You could look at it that way, too. Uh, yeah, but I think every conference champion does deserve it because well, they have conquered something tangible. But just because – and this – wow, this feels like an old argument. But just because you're labeled a P5 doesn't necessarily mean you deserve it. Like, Wow, uh, you really went the opposite way with well, uh, your traditional position on and, that. Well, this is going to go against a lot of my traditional positions, but bear with me for a second. <laughs> because what Clemson is doing in the ACC is – oh, man, this is a hot take. Hot take central. Here we go. Is no more impressive – than what Utah did in the Mountain West Conference back in 2008. Hmm. Boy, do I know you? This is like that commercial with Bowler and Bogdanovich. Are you going to rip your face off and be somebody else? Well, here's the thing, and I get it. We have to draw the line somewhere, and you can't have a major, you know, the ACC is a major conference. So, okay, and I'm an ACC fan. Yeah. But if you, if you look at the league this year, Clemson – does Clemson really deserve to be number three based on who they've played? The, the league, and this again, this really pains me, but the league is 
awful, <laughs> awful. And we talk about USC. Yeah, like, but, but you don't discriminate when you take all the conference champions. Right. But it, and especially if you do that, then you have five, then you take three at large teams and you're set. Well, I, all I, you got to do is add another, another round. Well, I'm not really, I guess, debating your hypothetical as much as I am. You know, you well, just the, automatically yeah. move Clemson into number three. I hear you. And, and to your point, way but back. But that will always exist. When it comes to picking four teams. Well, and to your point way back in the day, it's not Clemson's fault that the league is absolutely awful. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at the, the, you know, the blue blood supposed programs in the ACC and outside of Clemson, they're all just dreadful, dreadful. And my, my Hokies have made a bit of a comeback this year, but they're not a terrific team. UVA is the one leading the opposite division. Uh, they, from six and three? Clemson. Yeah, they? and they're not terrific. I mean, Miami, awful. Florida State, so bad that they paid their coach $20 million just to go away. <laughs> so bad. So, so why do we – And it's basically the same team from last year, so I kind of get that too where you want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they absolutely took it to the Crimson Tide. But what have they done really to, reserve, to, to automatically deserve that number three spot? Well, you can make this argument all day long. And it's the problem with what the way they're doing it. And some people say, oh, well, it, it creates discussion. It's healthy for college football. BS, man. Get it right. Make it so there's a tangible uh, sort of level you have to reach in order to qualify. And that would be a conference championship. That's something I believe in. Right. That's something that is real. It's authentic. You're bringing champions in. And then if you have a couple uh, teams that, that just – for whatever reason, say lost on a field goal in the last second and didn't win their conference championship, but they're really, really good, then you can invite them to, and it solves all the problems. And then people say, well, wait a minute. You, then you, you, What about number nine, number ten? I'll say what I said before. At, by the time you get to eight, now you're, you're including enough of those with a legitimate chance to win the championship. I don't think 9, 10, 11, 12 really qualify in that way. And are we okay if all eight every year end up being Power 5 teams? Uh, well, I, I want them to get the best teams in there, and that, that, that's what I care about. I, I don't have a bias one way or another toward any conference, but if there is a quality program like Utah was in 2008 – uh, then, yeah, I want them considered. That's that's just, yeah. So but no I, prerequisite that there has no, to be an, no. a non-Power 5? I don't think so. Okay. Well, Gordon, then make it so. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, just snap those feet. Let's just get the ball rolling. I'll see what I can do. On this, Remember when I was going to go to the uh, – to the BCS championship game and burn my credential. I do and, remember that in protest. Yeah, yeah that's in them. But it, it, one thing with these rankings, just to just to keep in mind, they mean nothing. Not the right now. The only college football playoff poll that actually means something is the last one that determines right. it. But you got the same people with the same biases and prejudices who are making the decisions then that are making them now. I know you keep. I'm, I'm t- trying to stay in the present, and you keep going to the hypothetical. I got <laughs> okay. it. I got all it. Right. All I'm right. I'm trying right. to focus on what's happening, you know, here at Jimmy's Flowers in, in Bountiful. <laughs> well, maybe that's what we should do. We should send all of them flowers. Maybe that. Now you're thinking. Maybe they'll get a whiff of the beautiful flowers and start thinking clearly. 
Our good friend Mike joins us once again, and we're at their brand-new Bountiful location, 470 South Main Street. And, uh, of course, Mike, you've had the Ogden location for a long, long time. In fact, going back all the way to 1948. Wow. 1948. And you expanded to Layton in the early 90s, 93? Uh, yes. Yes, 97, actually, I believe it was. And now down here to Bountiful, it's, it's just terrific, and, and you guys are, are doing it because you, you serve your customers so well. Well, you know, our customers have been uh, just awesome for us over these many years, and uh, we're in our third generation now, and, and there's a lot of customers that come in and say, hey, you you did my, my grandpa's wedding or something, you know, and so we've built up clientele over the years that has served us well, and we... We love taking care of them. We, what percentage you know, of your business is repeat business? I bet a lot of it. Uh, a huge, huge percentage of our business. Even with the Internet today and, and you know, people from all over ordering, uh, a, a real large percentage is repeat. But for those who have never had the experience here, what? I mean, Jake and I have always been impressed with the way you run your business here and the service and the, and the quality of the product. It, it, what, what would you, what's your sales pitch? Well, you know, I would say, Gordon, that, you know, a lot of people don't understand flowers. We go to uh, a lot of what we do with our flowers is done in the back room, so to speak. Uh, we have been to many flower farms um, to see the product, bef- you know, before we buy from them. We check their coolers to see if they take care of their product before it comes to us. We, we've gone to X uh, degree uh, that a lot of florists don't really think about, but uh, we're serious about our flowers, and we only we only – want to buy bring in what's quality uh, product and we believe that service as well customers buy something if it lasts a long time if the quality is is there then you know they're they understand that and they'll come back um, i think it was mckenzie who was telling us gordon that uh, that your employees go through a six week six week training i mean really to become experts in doing what they do yes we we want to uh, service is such a big part of our industry and our business and uh we want our our customer service people and our designers to know uh, how to take care of a flower, how to handle it, and and uh, make it uh, the nicest that they can for our customers. I remember one time I had uh, up at your Layton store. I had uh, I asked a couple of the the uh, the folks behind the counter to, uh, to to build something nice for my wife, and the product that they came out with, Mike, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe I couldn't believe how beautiful that thing was. Just well, expertly done. Thank you. You know, we carry a lot of flowers that you just normally don't see um, in in maybe mass market locations and things. We carry a lot of different things. We pride ourselves on carrying a lot of product. And, uh, you know, receiving flowers is, is, is always nice, but receiving something that's a little bit unusual, a little bit different than what we've seen in the past even makes it a little bit more special. So I took all the credit for it myself when I gave well, it to my wife. That's good. That's what we want to have happen. Yeah, I, said I, was, I was deeply involved in this design. Yes, I was. All right, so you need to check it out for yourself, especially the new location here in Bountiful, 470 South Main Street, basically just on the corner of 500 South and Main. And, Mike, you guys are doing some great stuff, giving away roses tonight just for dropping by. We are. We've got, you know, we gave away 125 dozen this morning. We're now down to giving away half dozen, but <laughs> we want everybody to get something. So we're giving away flowers and uh, have a drawing for a Christmas tree, uh, which is a big part of our business as well, artificial trees and and uh, so, yes, we just we just want to be part of the community here in Bountiful. And, of course, if you jump online to jimmysflowers.com, enter the promo code ZONE. They're going to give you 10 bucks off. You just want folks to give it a try. That's right. That's right. All right. Come on in and see us. Mike, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you. All right. That's Mike from Jimmy's Flowers. We'll have Christian Cox joining us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow-mo Joe. 
The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. So there's a big movement in this country called resistance, and I don't want to get political with you because I know you don't care, but I have a feeling you're going to resist what I tell you here. I got to have you shoot more, Joe. It's as simple as that. Uh, cool. Next question. <laughs> Do not. Re- See, you're resisting it. I knew you would. Come on, man. I need you. We need you, Joe. It's the ultimate. That's resistance. the ultimate resistance right there. <laughs> I just hang up every time you are. Uh, <laughs> Joe, we want to talk field goal attempts. I, I definitely can be more aggressive, and I'm still trying to figure it out. They're coming off the bench and, and when to be aggressive and when not to, and I'll shoot when I'm open. We can live with that. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show live at Jimmy's Flowers here in Bountiful, 470 South Main Street. Their brand new location. Drop on by and see us. We also want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. Gordell, let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Want to remind you, lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, of course, our good friend and former Ute, Christian Cox, with us on the big show. Uh, hi, Christian. How are you doing? Hi, Jake. Doing very well. Hey, Gordon. That was a mouthful of advertisements, and I do love that you're in the you're in the land of bountiful. That makes me happy. That's where I reside. <laughs> we are in your country here, here, Christian. This is this is your spot, man. I, I'm I almost surprised you didn't drop by and see us in person. Well, I, I am in route back to the the old South Davis County, so I'm just drop in on the way out on your well, end of your evening. I got to tell you, Christian, you, uh, like me, are often in trouble with your spouse. So very, very happy that there is a Jimmy's now in your neighborhood. Oh, I can't wait. They'll be getting my business, that's for sure. No more Costco flowers. Jimmy's flowers is where I'll be going. And, yeah, like you, I, I am in trouble a lot with my wife. So, yes, flowers are... A good antidote, a remedy for those challenges. Christian, I keep telling Jake that uh, preventative. Think preventative. You know, you don't you don't have to wait till you're in trouble. You know, it might help, help you avoid being in trouble. Hey, Gordon, not all not all of us are on yachts and enjoying some free time and writing amazing articles. And you know, Jake and I, you know, I've got three kids under the age of four. My wife's thirty five weeks pregnant to have our second son. So. Right now, life's a little crazy, and the fact I'm even making it home before 6 o'clock is a miracle, but I completely agree with you. I, the biggest complaint I get is, and maybe men in general, is you don't plan ahead enough. You need to plan, and preventative falls in that category. So because it, because we, it's the thought that counts and the fact yes. that you took the time to stop by here, and they are going to make you look good. That's all I'll say. Okay, well, maybe that's where I'm heading right now. I'll change my <laughs> GPS. So. Uh, Christian, what do you think uh, the latest college football playoff poll is out? Uh, the Utes come in at seven. Any thoughts too low, too high? Uh, I, I'm, I'm pleased with it. I'm not, like, thrilled. But uh, I was a little worried that, you know, with Minnesota beating a number four Penn State for some reason that they would jump Utah. I think the Georgia thing is funky. as all get out. I think Notre Dame is a, an abysmal representative of a good team this year. I don't think Ian Book's any good. Um, in in my you know full hearted opinion, 
it's just for me it's just it's you know having been part of you know the old the old Sugar Bowl team in 08 I heard your take on it Jake I'm kind of hurt but that's completely fine we'll we'll, we'll love you for it still <laughs> it, it just goes to show that this needs to expand to eight teams like how does a high school group have a true playoff system and college not even close it's like the only institution of all sports is college football that doesn't have some form of playoffs that really proves who is the best team you've got march madness they've expanded how many teams they do you know multiple weekends and college football for some reason is still married to this strange bowl process that even the athletes don't really care what bowl game they go to unless it's like a New Year's Six bowl game, right? Unless it's like Sugar Bowl, uh, Sugar Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, the big time bowl games, and just marry those into like the playoffs. Like, please, for the love of all that's good, it's just for me, it's just it's silly, and it's um, there's just it's just it's something that you know will take a long time to dethrone because of the politics of college football and the NCAA is just strange in itself being a nonprofit that makes billions of dollars a year and having played in it, didn't understand it, but uh, it just needs to go to eight teams, right? Eight teams just seems like a a solid number to to be at. And it also gives an opportunity for the non-Power 5 schools that want to go compete and show what they've got and uh, allows, you know, a little more flexibility on quality teams because, Having, you know, having played in this state, in the state, uh, you know, one, two state titles under Larry Wall at Bountiful High. Shout out to you, Larry Wall. Um, you know, there was teams, we played in a quality region. We played Olympus, we played East, we played Highland. And, uh, you know, the years we won state, we'd lost one or two games. And so th- there can be one or two. Lo- Look at the Washington Nationals for crying out loud this year. So. Anyway, I'm on a rant. I'll settle down, but they need it needs to go to eight. It's just silly. Yep, here, here. Uh, Christian, what do you make of the matchup between the Utes and the Bruins coming up on uh, on Saturday evening? Uh, some people have said, "Oh, watch out! The Bruins might actually pose a threat." What do you think? I, you know, I'm I'm a skeptic. I've become a skeptic in general. But I saw something in the Washington game that I hadn't seen in this Utah team in the entire time in the Pac-12 and a team that is laser-focused on doing things they haven't done in the past and overcoming their, their past follies and mistakes of November. And, you know, this team is, is very balanced from, from top to bottom offensively and defensively. And for them to take a bye week and come out slow and sluggish against a very potent uh, Bruins offense that was basically left for dead midseason. You're thinking Chip Kelly's getting fired, and then he reels off a few wins. They got their QB. He's very athletic. Uh, you know, similar to this Arizona State kit. You've seen guys like him the last couple of weeks, and I think Utah, I would be shocked and disappointed if they came out flat and didn't perform. They it, it, it is so clear what's on the table. They can see it. You only have three games left, right? You got UCLA, you got at Arizona, and then you got the Buffaloes at home, right? Which is another demon and a weird demon that's not even a really good demon. It's a fake rivalry, right? So uh, they they got to take care of business. And I don't think Kyle's going to allow, nor would Morgan let this defense 
you know, look past UCLA and Chip Kelly. You know, I candidly in 2009, uh, you know, post Sugar Bowl, our first game or second game on the road was up against Chip Kelly, and I think it was his first year. Um, and uh, we we played against a backup running back named Michael James, and he ran all over us. And that spread offense was pretty potent. So uh, they are a threat to be reckoned with, and that's that's the truth. And so is every team in the Pac-12, and they'll take care of business. I, I think this team is special. Uh, I think they've proven that they're special. I think they just need to execute and take care of business these last three, and see where it takes them in this you know a, a huge matchup against Oregon, which. I'll give you my opinion on that already. I think they could beat Oregon in a flat-up head-to-head matchup. I think they have some advantages, and Justin Herbert has been inconsistent on the year while he's a great potential NFL talent. I think I think this defense could really you know create some havoc. Christian, you men, uh, you mentioned your 2008 team, uh, and uh, so you've been on a team that has really high expectations. It has that vibe of, uh, of capable of something special. How does Kyle Whittingham deal with that as opposed to, you know, you spent a lot of years now in the Pac-12 being kind of the plucky underdog and sneak, sneaking up on folks. Now, you know, this team has a special vibe to it, and you're right. They do just uh, need to keep their eye on the ball through these last three games. So how does Coach Witt handle that? Yeah, I think the difference is leadership and experience, right? Just like any business or any you know organization, when you have players that have been in your program and know your mentality, the fact that Tyler Huntley has developed as quickly as he has this year, and the fact that Zach Moss, for for he, he did not go into the NFL, whatever words are the correct words are, he came back for his senior season. So did Demari Simpkins. Shows enough. They believe in Kyle Whittingham. They have more to actually prove. And part of college football is is playing with purpose, intent, and a chip on your shoulder, right? Utah has been fueled off of the underdog mentality. And I think this year, while different than other years, while, you know, Travis Wilson, you know, had a heart of gold and was, a, you know, a great athlete physically but had limitations, right? This team is deep. This team is balanced. And everyone has stayed healthy this entire year. And that's the parallels I keep going back to with the 2008 year. You had a team that was basically healthy all year. And in 08, you had Brian Johnson. In 2019, you got Tyler Huntley. In 2008, you had a, a trio of running backs. You had Matt Asiata, you had Darrell Mack, and you also had a little scat back in Eddie Wide, right? So you have, you know, quality running backs even behind Zach Moss and and you had the same offensive coordinator. And it's hard not to, to pull parallels to that, that 08 team. And I'd say the difference was in 08, we knew we were good, but we weren't super deep, right? We didn't have a ton of depth. But we knew at the edges, you had Paul Kruger and Koa Misi. At the edges, you got Mika Tafua and Bradley and I. At linebacker, you had Stevenson, Sylvester, and Mike Wright. Uh, you have, you know, uh, you know, great, great linebackers. Uh, when you're when you're talking guys who can get upfield and make plays, um, so it, it, there's there's just a lot of comparisons. And then you look on the back end, right? You had Robert Johnson, you had Sean Smith, you have Julian Blackman. Uh, you know, you, there's a lot of comparisons from from seats. But to say that we knew we were going to be ranked second at the end of the year and beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, no, like we knew we could beat Alabama once we had a full. Uh, uh, basically camp, if you will, leading up to the Sugar Bowl, they were undefeated all year and they didn't have a quarterback, right? We took down Julio Jones and Mark Ingram. 
And we did that with Derek Shelby play, starting at defensive tackle, who weighed 245 pounds, right? Uh, and you had, you know, a, a good defense that year that was so hungry. There were six walk-ons that started on that, that 08 team in the Sugar Bowl, right? So you had, like, guys like Greg Newman, Kepa Geisen, Mike Wright, Braden Godfrey, all former walk-ons. So this team, three, four-star recruits, NFL talent, and uh, I think they recognize if they can win out, their draft projections just keep going up, and they love playing the game. That's why they came back this year. And for me, uh, I, I actually applaud Kyle and find that he says that this is his favorite team. It should be. Think about it in 2013, 14. Kyle was on the ropes. They had that weird, like, Dr. Hill, you know, thing going on and that little conflict, and is Kyle going to get fired or not? And the fact that Kyle has done what he's done his entire career, just hunkered down, is gritty, goes back to work, and it's bled through his coaching tree and Kalani and Aaron Roderick and Jay Hill and all these folks. It's all that same cloth, right, um, that he's had the success. And I think that's why he's, he's pleased because – after great, you know, sacrifice and effort, he's seen the actual waves of uh, fruits of his labors, if you will. And uh, you hope that they can continue to just keep it in the bottle. And uh, we just cherish this 2019 season. And they've made, they've actually made the progress that they were supposed to from last year to this year. And now, now they have to finish the last three games and not lose in a nail biter like they did against Oregon two years ago, right? Uh, to Justin Herbert to then not go to have a potential chance to win the South. This year they they basically went out and uh, take on Oregon in the championship and see where it gets them. So then to pin you down, Christian, let me go just to a couple of items. Is Zach Moss the best running back the Utes have ever had? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Close to, yeah. Physically, he's he's just so dominant and – I haven't seen anything like him. This is no knock on Matt. You know, I love Matt. Uh, Darrell was, was obviously good. Eddie was good. John White was nimble, but not as physical. This kid is perfect combination of speed and power. It's scary. scary. Okay, so is Tyler Huntley the best quarterback at Utah since Alex Smith? Oh, since Alex? Since Alex Smith? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, right? Okay. Since Alex Smith, he has to be. Okay, and then is that defensive front with Bradley and I, Lucky Foto, Penasini, and the rest of them, is that the best? And this is an area of expertise for you. Sure. Uh, is that the best defensive front you've ever seen at Utah? What is this, a deposition? Right? <laughs> Put me on the spot. Uh, it's, it's, there are so many quality defensive lines that come through, but they're close. I'd say they're very, 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 very close, right? I, I, I think Mika is just as good as Bradley and I. Mm. And Bradley and I is a freak. Uh, I think Cassini, he's, he's had a he's, – he's just been like this silent assassin who's just unheralded and just eats up blocks and makes big caused fumbles. Uh, there was – you know, it, it's tough. I'd say close to, yeah. Or the Fiesta Bowl year or Sugar Bowl year and – even the year I was there in 2009 and 10, we had Silver Salinga and Starlo to the lay. Those two could eat up a lot of blocks. And Matt Martinez and Chaz Walker could just walk in and get tackles. So 
I don't know. It, it, it's very close. One of real the top, quick, for sure. Real quick, uh, before we let you go, Christian, what was more difficult, trying to make the New England Patriots or wrangling three kids under four? Uh, wrangling, <laughs> uh, wrangling three kids under the age of four, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots, the Patriots, I wasn't married. The Patriots, I was single. Yeah, I got injured and bulged a disc in my neck, but like you're playing football for a life and get paid to do it. It's a joke. Uh, what you know, so... Since I'm uh, uh, questioning you, uh, is what is your biggest weakness as a husband and a father? Jeez, Gordon. <laughs> hey, we should doing? do. Hey, let's let's three way call in my wife, and she can definitely <laughs> let you know what's going. I, you know, I don't. I, I don't know. I'd I'm say kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Small small tasks. Do small tasks. <laughs> we all could have small itty bitty small tasks. Yep. Thank you, Christian. So. You are the best. We appreciate you. Okay. See you, Gordon. Have See a good you. <laughs> Christian Cox, former Ute and our good friend, with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 <laughs> The Zone. Live from uh, Jimmy's Flowers here in Bountiful. Uh, come join us, 470 South Main Street, or, or simply it's just on the corner of 500 South and Main. And we've got to thank all, all of our listeners who come by tonight, Gordon. Well, what a response. This has yeah. been just terrific. Yeah. Uh, come on in. We'll be here for the pregame show. Uh, we'll have more straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Bears-Lions, we're just watching this and having a good time. Couple of rows in front of us, though. There's this big old shoving match going on, people trying to hold people back. Bears fan is absolutely trying to cause problems. He walks up, I'm videoing, he lunges out and nabs my phone. He takes it clean out of my hand. I grab his other arm, yank him right down over the seat. I'm about ready to put him in a headlock. And he's like, whoa! Holding him down was then going to try to get my phone out of his hand. Did not throw a punch, did not put him in a chokehold. Security officer immediately gets over there and it's like whoa 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 whoa. give him his phone give him his phone and then he got up and and we left i believe the violence is never the answer Uh uh-huh you know that's us titans fans tony parks and austin horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show this is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We've got Back, it's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got Jazz Game Night post game, uh, pregame show coming up right around the corner. And I'll be hanging out here at Jimmy's Flowers. Ben Anderson will be back at our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. But uh, as I mentioned, we're here in Bountiful, the new Jimmy's location, 470 South uh, Main Street. And of course, uh, Gordon McKenzie joins the show once again. She does. I, look, I'm just impressed that you guys have the energy. I mean, you're doing back to back as well uh, and you have other things like the big show right. to take care of so I'm impressed I'm impressed Thanks, by, by the effort 
Hey, it, it takes a little energy, but that's all right. It, it's hard to compliment him. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Honestly, being being here at Jimmy's today is is awesome because we had so many listeners coming in. It's so busy. You get to talk to people. It's, I know. It's, it's easy. Aren't to our keep... listeners great? Yeah. You've seen all of them streaming in here. Oh yeah, they look very dedicated to you guys. Well, they're, cool. they're great. Yeah. They're just terrific people. Yeah. You know? And and you know we were we were talking a little bit about this with Mackenzie off the air, but you know it's it's easy for us to talk so great about uh, Jimmy's because we've been. Uh, coming to jimmy's for years yeah. we've been seeing uh, just the the love and care and everything that goes behind everything you guys do so it's easy for us hopefully oh, hopefully you. we do a good job getting the word out because you guys really right. do terrific work well thank you we appreciate that we try our hardest for sure <laughs> well we were talking about uh, how and and i don't mean for this to be a stereotype but there's so many listeners out there like like myself and i don't want to speak for you gordon but johnny lightfoot uh, our on-site engineer today <laughs> we're just totally lost when it comes to these things and we need we need a little expertise we need a little guidance and and yeah that is what we are here for yes we are here for you guys <laughs> um yeah we uh definitely have a lot of guys come in here that don't know exactly what they want but i can say that we generally have them leaving happy so yeah hopefully oh, we can told, do the same for others i told mike I, it's like you know you have the quality control that you have here and just the artistry and then i get to go home and take all the credit yeah i <laughs> I, I, I talk to the folks and i and i, I put this together for you <laughs> exactly for, for yeah. me, you know so you get credit for it but we can't thank you guys enough for taking care of our listeners with the roses today that that's been amazing and, yeah. the, and the chocolates and entering to win the christmas tree i mean I know you guys uh, are just kind of trying to get the word out and folks to come in, but it's it's so cool. What a great promotion. Oh, thank you. Yes, we've had a very fun day here and enjoyed the many people coming in and out of here. It's been it's been very nice. I've got a final question for you. What's yeah. it like to work for Mike? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Mike is fantastic. His family is fantastic. Um, really, in this company, you get a sense of the family business. Yeah, truly. that's the way it feels for the customer. Yeah, too. yeah. Well, it's, um, you know, we're, we're expanding, but we're still small. And we are, uh, you know, we have people who actually care that are in charge. They care about the employees. They care about the customers. And that is what really matters. <laughs> As Mike waves a $10 bill over there at me. <laughs> uh, well, you could also log, uh, log on jimmysflowers.com, use the promo code zone and get uh, $10 off. And yeah, it's good. Mike has a sense of humor. Yeah, I think. yeah that's, that's pretty good. But no, his, uh, this is a, what, three generational business yep. for, for Mike and his family. And that's the, I mean, that's the atmosphere. Yeah, they care. Yeah. About yeah. it, just, yeah. They really do. Well, we Mac all do. Well, Mackenzie, thank you very much. Uh, not only for jumping on with us, but but seriously, thanks for having us and taking such great of care of our listeners. We appreciate it. Thank you for the same. And uh, yeah, it's been a great day. Thank you so much. Gordo, I will see you tomorrow, my friend. Indeed. Have a good pre-half and post. Will do. And uh, thanks to all our listeners. Uh, couldn't do it without you. All right. Ben Anderson jumps on. Coming up next, getting you ready for the Jazz and the Nets right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be here saying goodnight. I hate goodbyes. This thing is over! That'll do, Pink. That'll do.